Barry Howard Mencken, Brainwashed. America's Cultural Revolution. Writing this book, what most dismayed, shocked, and enlightened me was how far left biased the Google search engine has become. It used to be that a student could turn to the search engine to counter the misguided pap spewed by their radical professors. Today it is the largest purveyor of left-wing myths and whitewash to cover over objective reality. It was envisioned as a place designed for independent thinkers to escape the obvious political censorship and partisan bias of the fake news. In the past I would have looked to Google for fair and balanced coverage of Trump, rather than watch daily the over 90% negative bizarro world coverage by CNN, MSNBC, CBS, NPR and ABC, or from once proud, but now sullied media outlets like the New York Times, The Atlantic, and The Washington Post. But it seems Google inexplicably instead is colluding with other big tech firms, some of whom are also media owners with an allegiance to the Democrat Party, to push a naive extreme left-wing agenda that at some point will surely come back and bite them. As I did research for this book, I've become painfully aware of how much more blatantly biased and so out of touch with reality the Google search engine has become even since my previous books. Indeed, I found even the most obnoxious, dangerous radical opinions from openly biased left-wing groups are given the front pages of Google searches to spew their venom, while moderate views are those that criticize China, if not censored, are relegated to the remote lonely acres at the end of searches. For example, my reality based on five decades of personal experience and objective observation and research is that systemic racism, bias against blacks, police targeting blacks, is a hoax perpetuated by self-serving victimization and diversity hustlers and extortionists. These flimflam losers survive only because they are supported by years of brainwashing in the once-trusted academia and media. They are also given the government good housekeeping seal of approval as well as gangster muscle from accomplices in the corrupt EEOC in the swamp. As I mentioned before, support for my views and other objective independent sources are consistently found in the far back of the search engine, well after pages of left-wing propaganda supporting these myths and the organizations promoting them. Some examples, I've recently became aware of how the devious plot discussed above of injecting race into early education is surprisingly, like most radical left-wing ideology, being reinforced and protected by Google, social media, and fake news media. For example, try to research the topic of teaching about so-called white privilege in grade school or BLM burning, looting, and assaulting police in our cities on Google. Any comments that reflect what a dangerous, divisive, terrible idea white privileges or BLM's criminal racist behavior is delegated far back in the search pages. As an exercise, try searching Google for sites about left-wing bias in the media, BLM rioting, left-wing support of terrorism, Black police interaction, Joe Biden's major corruption being uncovered, Hunter Biden pedophilia, riots in the street caused by radical left-wing protesters from Antifa, affirmative action, illegal immigration, black crime rates, three-strike benefits found in FBI studies, asbestos fraud, China virus or black caucus corruption. What you will find in all these searches is a very obvious left-wing bias. Excuses for bad behavior, in almost every site, will be found in the important front pages. For example, there isn't a scintilla of evidence that conservative groups instigated any of those nightly riots, yet Google, social media, and the fake news portray these Trump supporters as white supremacist instigators and BLM as innocent protesters and victims. Is it the right wing that is looting, burning, and confronting cops in the left-run cities? How about searching the issue of court packing that would radically destroy America's constitutional balance of power? What you would find is pages of defense for this dastardly act that even the Democratic Congress under FDR called dangerous abandonment of constitutional principle and an invasion of judicial power before he backed down. 
But for the Google monoculture, brainwashed radical social justice pawns such anti-American radical revolutionary nonsense deserves top billing. I believe that Google has decided it's good business to collude with the radical far-left, China, and fake news media's attempt at an American cultural revolution. This is in spite of their C.E.O.'s ludicrous line to Congress that Google is not biased. It seems the weak leadership at the top of Google has decided to employ an inefficient participatory approach to the company's management. That decision was reinforced after the November 2018 walkout by a massive number of employees who decided that they didn't like the way the company management handled a sexual harassment claim. This unprecedented mutiny against management helped give exceptional power to the naive university brainwashed, young employees in Google to push a broader left-wing social justice agenda at work. This collective activism produced a monoculture at Google and other high-tech companies that is reinforced through employee town halls and cancerous, divisive, employee social justice cells. These companies-sponsored cells called employee resource groups, ERGs, meet regularly and represent most groups in the victimization and divisity coalition, including of course blacks, women, and gays. There are also community resource groups to deal with issues like mental health. These groups push the tech oligarchs' tentacles into areas far beyond their business products and services and reinforce their brainwashed workforce monoculture's unquestioning support of the divisive great con. The only divisity not represented, and instead blackballed and censored in Silicon Valley, are independent and conservative voices. The problem for America in the case of the Google monopoly is that their brainwashed social warriors seriously infected the objectivity of the world's most used search engine. In fact, they changed an important tool into an online propaganda arm of the fake news. Moreover, anti-American far-left sites will almost always be found on the coveted first few pages of a search. The far-left sites are populated by dangerous groups that either support or are themselves aggressively on our streets pushing for an American cultural revolution. The sad reality is Google, by giving prime front-page positioning and consolidation of left-coast views in its search engine, has in fact become a publisher of material, that is dangerously too radical and out of step with the country. Defending the completely flawed immigration lottery or denying left-wing media bias in the first search pages are some of the many examples of the out-of-touch Google left-wing monoculture that I will present throughout this book. Google left-wing views are thankfully still out of touch regarding the immigration lottery, though you would never know it by doing a Google search. Opposite from what is found in a Google search, Americans have clearly expressed a strong majority view that immigration is too high and should be lowered. That view was expressed by 83% of respondents in a large national Roper poll. Clearly, the 55,000 immigrant lottery visas would be a prime candidate for elimination in any reductions. The Commission on Immigration Reform tacitly adopted that position by eliminating the lottery from its recommended immigration framework. As for left-wing media bias, I present mucho proof of it in the last chapter. But a Google search would present pages denying such bias exists. They conveniently hide the fact that even pluralities of Democrats, including Governor Cuomo of New York, now say the press is too liberal and anti-Trump. As for Google, Facebook, and Twitter using independent sources to evaluate material presented, that has been dead on arrival, DOA, for fair-minded people. These referees have turned out to be left-wing hacks or partisan groups like the Southern Poverty Law Center, SPLC, that receive funding from affiliates or directly from corrupt left-wing social agitators like George Soros. In fact, like never before in American history, social media continues to censor those of us who refuse to bow down before the high priests of divisity and the left. They hate our religions but fervently worship their own golden asses that continually proselytize over social media and cable news. Their overarching belief, 
like the teachings of the Prophet Muhammad, must be unquestionably accepted or there will be dire consequences. The overarching myth that forms the foundation for the religion of the left is the belief in something called systemic racism. The missionaries from the left have made it the fastest growing religion in the world. Its message that you are a victim of systemic racism and your country should be damned has metastasized throughout society and is killing our education system at all levels. The DOJ must deal forcefully with the dangerous social media and high-tech monopolistic abuse, like drug dealers, they push addictive, poisonous victimization and diversity myths on those looking for a quick feel-good high, without considering the deadly consequences of their actions. With the Biden administration rapidly repopulating the swamp and the Black Lagoon, big tech will feel safe to parrot left-wing myths while continuing to censor those of us who see behind the curtain. Congresswoman Alexandria Cortez O.C., the former barmaid and current pinup girl for radical insanity is calling for even more censorship. After all, big tech and the fake news deserve payback for being the major reason Joe won. Congress is already opening the visa program to provide unlimited foreign labor from China and India an open door to take good, high-paying tech jobs. Along with the fake news, big tech successfully carried pom-poms and played softball with Joe on those rare occasions his handlers let him out of his basement. In a move reminiscent of Banana Republic dictators they have successfully censored anything from the credible witness to the global Biden corruption that was scandal-breaking just before the election. Joe's role in the Obamagate spying and the Russian collusion hoax was also buried along with the historical Trump accomplishments. Do you now believe it is very obvious that Google is using its monopolistic influence peddling a biased left-wing viewpoint and is no longer an objective search engine? If not yet, do a search about the danger of teaching white privilege in elementary school, liberal bias or Black Lives Matter rioting, or revolutionary goals. Why this bias? Like Twitter, Facebook, Apple, and other malignant high-tech and social media monopolies, Google's naive, tech-savvy, politically correct, socially unjust left-wing monoculture cubby has no clue of the damage they are helping to unleash on America. How sick it is that Obama and the Democrats are pushing for even more censorship of speech. They call anything they or their victimization and divisity mob disagrees with hate speech and plan to work with their left-coast, high-tech soldiers to continue to crush dissent. Despite the Obama administration's anemic two-term achievements, corruption, divisive racism, and their spying on and colluding to undermine the incoming Trump administration, he is the darling of big tech. They think he is a cool guy who they can relate to and have poured millions into his pocket and naively promoted his dangerous agenda while gleefully squashing his mainstream opponents. Returning fire in an early round of America's cultural revolution. While not condemning the nightly riots by the BLM Marxists and Antifa anarchists, the Democrats, business, big tech, and media become totally unhinged by rioting in the Capitol by Trump supporters. Unfortunately for the thousands of peaceful protesters, a small group of these people along with a few BLM and Antifa troublemakers breached the Capitol giving excuse to repress the basic rights of millions of Trump supporters. Trump people are rightly concerned that his historical accomplishments are being reversed by the radical left and their axis of evil allies in the political, media, and oligarch class. What are good people to do when charges of rampant voter fraud, reverse racism, Biden corruption, pro-criminal anti-police policies and destructive nonsensical China virus lockdowns are being censored by the media gang protecting the Biden administration? The historical hatred of Trump is now getting as bizarre as the digging up your enemies after they have died to accuse them of wrongdoing, put them on trial, and punish them again, as was done in London in the 1600s. With only a few days before he left office, the do-nothing Democrats along with their business eunuchs and high-tech marshmallows were out for revenge against Trump and his supporters. How is this for bizarre? While there are plenty of strange myths on the left about President Trump, 
the cult of Magad delusion would assure an immediate and long stay in an insane asylum. There are nutcases who believe in their soul that all Trump voters need deprogramming, and are planning how best to do that. Some stone leftist Twitter twits on the lunatic fringe have regurgitated up this bile for some time, but it's now accepted enough that a member of the Democratic National Committee is spouting it. David Adkins, a member of the DNC's California Convention, became the latest poster boy for Biden administration's historical radical lunacy when he implied that the 75 million proud Americans who voted for Trump were basically a cult. No seriously, how do you deprogram 75 million people? Where do you start? Fox? Facebook? He wrote in a Tuesday tweet. We have to start thinking in terms of post-World War II Germany or Japan. Or the failures of reconstruction in the South. No seriously, how do you deprogram 75 million people? Where do you start? Fox? Facebook? Does this scarily sound similar to the Mao's re-education camps or those China is using today against the Uyghur? Bring out the clowns. Starting out with another ridiculous impeachment dog and pony show, the Biden administration looks like it will be a reflection of its bumbling, corrupt, empty suit leader. Indeed, Trump's historical accomplishments that really helped everyday people are felt as hurtful zingers when compared to the almost zero accomplishments of the divisive corrupt Obama-slash-Biden days. Big business once again highlighted its total disdain for our constitution and values as a steady stream of businesses are cutting off business with the Trump organization or halting political contributions to Republicans. Included on this hall of shame, Blue Shield, Amazon, and Marriott were among a growing list of companies suspending donations to Republicans. President Donald Trump has lost access to most of his social media megaphone. The overpaid, severely brainwashed snowflakes at tech giants Facebook, Google, and Microsoft said they will call for Trump's removal from office. Alphabet is calling on YouTube executives to take further action against President Donald Trump. Employees said the company's unwillingness to deplatform the president will result in further misinformation and potential violence. YouTube says it's accelerating its enforcement of voter fraud claims against President Trump and others. These naive spoiled woke workers formed a company-wide minority union earlier in the week and claimed more than 400 active members, Alphabet has more than 130,000 full-time employees. The letter grade from this global management consultant to the PC Alphabet Unix for being too willing to change their diapers or allow temper tantrums from these brainwashed crybabies is an F. Is social activism by the naive brainwashed employees in the job description for big tech companies and sports jocks? Shut up, dribble or code. Nearly every major tech company has taken some action against President Trump's accounts. Twitch and Snapchat disabled Trump's accounts. Shopify took down two online stores affiliated with the president. Facebook and Instagram banned him from posting for at least two weeks. Twitter froze Trump out of his account one day before reinstating him the next day once he deleted problematic tweets. TikTok is redirecting hashtags like hashtag StormtheCapital and hashtag PatriotParty to its community guidelines to reduce discoverability as it also removes content. Reddit says it's taking action on reported violations of its content policies, which prohibit the incitement of violence. There will be a cost for big tech misusing their monopoly power, and the 70-plus millions who voted legally for Trump will not accept their voices being censored and eliminated in the marketplace of ideas. Technology will try to contain a mounting backlash against their social media sites. Parler is suing for being forced offline. As Trump fans migrated to the uncensored upstart, the Google and Apple monopolies dropped the platform from their app stores and Amazon has booted the network from its servers, taking the site offline completely. Political posturing about tech firms has quieted during the transition, but the existential crisis that these firms have created remains unchecked. 
even faced with opposition on both sides of the aisle, the oligarchs, those five tech giants that now constitute the world's five wealthiest companies, continue to rapidly consolidate economic, cultural, and political power on a scale not seen for over a century. Senior employees of tech giants such as Facebook, Google, and Twitter are joining President-elect Joe Biden's administration amid a digital crackdown on President Trump's supporters. The companies are purging their platforms after the Capitol riot and break-in by Trump supporters, in the name of preventing more violence. But many fear potential government-sanctioned censorship and surveillance akin to the post-9-11 Patriot Act, which federal authorities secretly interpreted as allowing for the dragnet collection of domestic call records. Big tech aides pouring into the Biden White House and federal swamp will give the companies access to decision-makers, including the president, potentially conflating the policies of the large companies and the government. The influx also could influence other policies, including antitrust actions and the future of Section 230 legal protections. Already, a mob of big tech vets are helping review appointments for Biden's transition office and followed him into office. Finally even some in the left wing are beginning to realize that the brainwashed big tech monoculture has stepped in the doo-doo with their banana republic-type censorship. Liberal journalist Glenn Greenwald, who's reporting on whistleblower Edward Snowden's 2013 mass surveillance revelations won a Pulitzer Prize, tweeted, history moves quickly. The 9-11 attack was 20 years ago. That means nobody under 35, maybe 40, has a real political memory of it. Liberals begging corporations to censor extremist speech. Emotions exploited to demand quick new anti-terrorism laws and powers. The same dynamic. The American Civil Liberties Union senior legislative counsel Kate Ruin said, We understand the desire to permanently suspend, Trump, now, but it should concern everyone when companies like Facebook and Twitter wield the unchecked power to remove people from platforms that have become indispensable for the speech of billions, especially when political realities make those decisions easier. Journalist Michael Tracy, a past supporter of socialist Vermont Senator Bernie Sanders, wrote, The new corporate authoritarian liberal left monoculture is going to be absolutely ruthless, and in 12 days it is merging with the state. This, is, only the beginning. The real threat at this point is crazed oligarchs plus politicians using the crises to consolidate power. He added, Notice that the threat of violence Twitter says justifies their political purge never applies to traditional forms of state violence. Trump's tweets announcing bombings or assassinations were never seen as necessitating some disciplinary intervention in the name of safety. Before the November 3rd election, Republicans rallied in October to repeal Section 230 of the Communications Decency Act following Twitter and Facebook censorship of the posts reporting on documents from Hunter Biden's laptop, which appeared to link the elder Biden, then the Democratic presidential candidate, to his son's work in China and Ukraine. Twitter claimed without evidence that Hunter Biden's documents may have been hacked, although the records were sourced from a Delaware computer repairman who provided documents indicating the equipment was legally abandoned. Neither Hunter Biden nor the Biden campaign denied their authenticity. Facebook said it was throttling article distribution pending fact-checking, but later relented. The Senate Judiciary Committee held a November hearing on censorship of the Post's reporting, with Republicans accusing tech giants of censoring truthful information out of political bias while some Democrats pushed for additional censorship. Trump has waged continuous efforts throughout his administration to repeal Section 230 in an effort to curb online censorship and political bias by tech companies. In December, he vetoed the annual defense spending bill because Congress did not repeal Section 230, citing it as a matter of national security and election integrity. Democrats will hold the White House, Senate, and House under Biden, though historically both Biden and House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, Democrat California, backed repeal of Section 230 
which gives companies immunity for third-party content. Big tech and the left's motives and goals, unlike Trump's, are rarely transparent. Are the Dems going to pack the court? Indeed, as we all have experienced with online advertising, they can be just low-down sneaky. For example, inexplicably the day before the election, our Amazon Echo device for the first time turned itself on for the whole day, perhaps to spy on what we were saying and listening to. The usual Amazon excuse for these illegal activities is that they only listen to improve the system. This of course is complete nonsense. Using such devices for electronic spying is a dangerous abuse of privacy and, along with rampant search engine slash social media censorship, should be criminally prosecuted. Most of these techie social warriors are not aware that, like the Manchurian candidate, they are thoroughly brainwashed. In all fairness, most of these pawns of victimization and diversity flimflammers were too young to watch how the Black Con game started and were played so well in Silicon Valley. They never watched the king of black hustlers and godfather of the victimization and divisity gang, Jesse Jackson, in action. Indeed, the sham he started still continues to spread like cancer through Silicon Valley and the country. Big Brothers Media Brothers My fear about the world after a Biden victory is already proving even much worse than I thought. Did you know, before the election, a whistleblower CEO and Biden insider, Tony Bobolinsky, released a public statement on Wednesday evening backing up the reporting of the New York Post from last week and claiming that he personally witnessed Democrat presidential nominee former Vice President Joe Biden discussing business deals with his son, Hunter Biden. It is already so historically bad that besides a Wall Street Journal editor calling the press lapdogs, even a progressive journalist Jordan Sheridan slammed corporate media for ignoring the ongoing scandal surrounding Hunter Biden's laptop in a scathing Twitter thread that blasted MSNBC, CNN, The New York Times, and The Washington Post for selective censorship. The corporate media, and Twitter slash FB, are still crickets as Hunter Biden's biz partner confirms the emails in at night post story are real, Sheridan wrote in response to a Fox News report that Tony Bobolinsky, who was listed as the recipient of an email published by the New York Post that appeared to detail a business arrangement involving a Chinese company and members of the Biden family, confirmed the email is genuine and provided more information regarding Biden's role in the deal. Did you know that during the election campaign over 90% of media coverage was negative to Trump? This in spite of his historical achievements in his first term in economic, security, and peace deals that have him nominated for five Nobel Prizes. Biden on the other hand, has received over 60% positive coverage even with numerous unscripted blunders, serious credible corruption charges against him and pursuit of policies that represent an historic unprecedented attack on our very democracy.